Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports today is upon us. In this hour, we continue to go through some of the game capsules as to what happened in the NFL last night. Also, we have a Monday night football preview as Fantasy Sports Today. Hour number two continues right now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizzapia and our producer, Sean Guastamacchia, producing this show. You can follow us on Twitter at Craig Mish, at Joe Pizzapia17. And if you're listening online and you're listening to the show in podcast form, make sure you like and subscribe. Give us five stars if you wouldn't mind. Joe and I are here every Monday through Thursday. And then, of course, I'm here on Friday with CBS Sports' Jamie Eisenberg. And by the way, this Wednesday, uh, Joe will have a different co-host than me. I will be taking my uh, first day off here of the football season or the Jewish holiday of Yom Kippur, and I will be back on Thursday. And so, Joe, who will be doing the show with you on Wednesday? Oh, that'll be the enigmatic Scott Bogman of In This League from FNTSY Radio. So, uh, and also, of course, of the Black Book Show. So, Scotty B and I will be uh, doing a little uh, a State of the Union, so to speak, on the fantasy football season. It'll be a fun show for sure. And, uh, Craig, I think you deserve a day off. So, I'm sorry it's not like a day off where you're necessarily, you know, going to the beach or no, you know, doing a family not. vacation. Definitely not that. You can atone for your sins of not having enough Amari Cooper. That's, that's, that's right. A lot, a lot of sins in the, in the game picking this week for sure. Uh, so, yeah, so no eating for me, no hosting for me on Wednesday, and then I'll be back with you guys, of course, on Thursday. All right, Ravens and Steelers. Ravens end up winning this thing. They needed overtime to do it against Pittsburgh 26-23. A lot to unpack in this game for sure. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who had his worst game of the season in reality, probably in fantasy too, but still ended up rushing for 70 rushing yards. And so when he does that, it's like impossible to bench this guy. 161 yards, one passing touchdown, three interceptions. So if you lose two points per pick, you lost six points there, but then you got it all back in rushing. So overall, not a good game, but salvaged his day with the rushing yards. Mark Ingram, 44 yards and a touchdown. He's just been a touchdown machine all season. Marquise Brown, three for 22, scored a touchdown, got hurt in this game. We'll see what his status is moving forward. Uh, For Pittsburgh, Mason Rudolph was absolutely pounded, had a concussion, There's controversy after the game, why he wasn't on a cart or not. I doubt we see him this week. Uh, Delvin Hodges ended up playing quarterback. Another name that I had never heard. Connor, touchdown, 55 yards. Okay, fine. Juju, who I had on the bench on most of my leagues this week, 75 yards and a touchdown for him. But the Steelers played very competitive. They used different looks. They had Samuels running out of the Wildcat. Uh, Joe, Pittsburgh's not a good team. They're only going to win a couple of games this season, probably. You just can't lose a guy like Big Ben and succeed. But uh, Baltimore, I don't know, like their fantasy numbers have really started to come back down to earth after those first couple of weeks. And it's evident that they while they may be a good team, they certainly don't look like a great team. They're not a great defensive team. And I I don't care to say it every time until everybody comes on board. They're not They're They're okay. But these are the kind of games where they get exposed. They go on the road against a team that it's division rival. And I don't want to chalk up too much negativity on this game for Lamar Jackson um, because, you know, this was a bad game for him. But if you go back and look, he hasn't thrown for less than 240 in any game. And he's had some monstrous rushing games as well. So I don't, I don't think there's 
a lot to get concerned with Lamar Jackson because this is one of those heated rivalry games and, and it's a road one too. So it's a tough place to go in there and win no matter who's playing quarterback or not playing quarterback. But the Steelers, on the other hand, Delvin Hodges, I mean, it sounds like one of these guys you make up in the uh, placeholder things in Madden where you need like more guys and they like come up with like generic guys when you draft the next year. Oh, Delvin Hodges. Oh, where'd he go? Samford. Sure. That's a real school. And there you go. And then now next thing you know, he's there. And uh, look, he didn't play all that bad. All things considered. No, played all right. He actually played all right, but it's going to be a tough season for them. And, and this is just where we are. It's not a, look, I'm I'm glad Mason Rudolph was able to leave the hospital today. That was, that was positive. Um, It's, it's not funny, but that, that meme is, you know, I don't know if you saw this, the one floating around is they hit him so hard that they, because they took the face mask off. Yeah, I saw that. Did they hit him so hard? They knocked him back into the, uh, the golden era of the NFL. (laughs) It's -hmm. just not funny, but kind of like, okay, let's not make jokes about concussions. And all of that's the thing we want to go to, but, Look, it's it's very difficult. Juju, I'm sure, has frustrated a ton of people here. And there you go. Juju gets 75 and a touchdown, so go figure. That's why you got to run your best guys out there no matter what. And I know a lot of times it's for worse in these situations where you're into the third-string quarterback. But, hey, at this point, it's it's Juju or bust. You can't unload him. You might as well throw him out there and hope that you get these kind of games at the very least. Yeah, one of my leagues, I played Valdez Scantling over him, and I lost because of it. it was the yeah. And that's it. yeah. All right, Eagles beat the Jets 31-6. to uh, Philadelphia sacked Luke Falk uh, 10 times and scored a touchdown in this game. Ironically, that same game that I'm talking about that I lost, I played against the Eagles defense. I don't know how anybody won this week playing against the Eagles defense if you got a league where you play against defense special teams. Ten sacks and a touchdown? That's just unbeatable. Wentz didn't need to do anything, so he didn't. 161 and a touchdown. Jordan Howard, 62 and a touchdown. Miles Sanders had some receiving yards, but nothing rushing. This was a great opportunity that, once again, nothing happening for him. Zach Ertz, five for 57 and a touchdown. Le'Veon Bell saved his day, I guess, with seven catches, 45 receiving yards. So that's about 11 points, plus the 43 rushing rushing yards gives him about 15 but man, the the seems like the roof is caving in here on the head coach of the Jets, Adam Gase. There's there's reports, Joe, that said that they that Gase was just trying to push Sam Darnold so hard to start last week that they didn't even give Luke Falk enough practice reps. And then at the last minute, they pulled Darnold, put Falk in there, and he wasn't prepared. And that was evident in that game. Joe, even without Darnold, um, I don't know. I mean, is Adam Gase going to coach next year with this team? Like this is he one shouldn't. Of the, yeah, I don't know. Man. This was like, atrocious. This was the story of the week here in the tri-state area where I am in New York. And it was it was evident that Sam Darnold took all the snaps of the ones and Falk took zero. How the hell do you prepare this poor kid who's the third string quarterback to go on the road to play the Eagles and not give him at least split reps with the first team? How the hell do you do that and expect to be a competitive football team? And this is going back to that Jay Gruden thing. Like sometimes coaches just lose their minds or whatever it is. He done lost his mind. OK, Adam Gase has lost his mind here. This is a terrible thing. He could have gotten this kid hurt, you know, and that's the thing. It's 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 not only is he putting him in a deficit to play well. He could have legit gotten this guy hurt if he didn't understand what was going on in the right time, the signals and things like that. It's just, it's atrocious head coaching. It's the guy trying so hard because he's so desperate because he doesn't want to go over it. He's pushing the other guy, which by the way, is that a good look too? pushing the young kid who's got a, a mono who's affecting his liver and his spleen. And if he gets hit, he could potentially die. Is that really what you want on your head? Adam Gaze? It's crazy. He should never been hired in the first place. I said it was an awful hire that I'll stick by that forever. It's terrible, man. Oh, just, Fire him now. Where's Jay Gruden? Bring him into the Jets. I bet he did. <laughs> yeah, I'll take don't him. Know, I don't I'll know how Jay he Gruden survives. I don't know how he survives. This has been, and not only that, when you when you supposedly have a great offensive coach, and he didn't really show that here in Miami either. But when you have a great offensive coach, you're supposed to be able to like work through some of those issues and be creative. And there's just nothing creative going on with the Jets, and, and they look like again another team that could be chasing the number one overall pick in the draft. I've never seen this before. It's like. This is like the NBA. I mean, you it's have crazy. you're gonna have so five parity. <laughs> parity is no, there isn't. Not, not this year. Not this year. And it can't be just all about Tua. Maybe it is. I don't know. 
Raiders beat the Bears 24 to 21. What a weird game this one. Uh, the Raiders led this 17 to nothing. And Josh Jacobs in the first half ran wild. In the end, he had 123 yards and a touchdown, 26 carries. Uh, the Bears, on the other hand, was like, I don't know what happened in the first half. They didn't show up at all. It was so weird. Uh, Chase Daniel came completely back down to earth in this game. My gosh, did he look bad. 231 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, he did find Allen Robinson a bunch, 7 for 97 and two touchdowns. But David Montgomery was silent in this game. Basically just got a goal line carry and scored on the second try. I don't know what happened to the Bears in this one. They, uh, they, they had the, the Raiders had the ball late in the game and they fumbled when they went for it on a fourth down and they reversed it. Had the Bears gotten that, I think they win the game, but the call was correct at the time. But, oh my gosh, the, I, I mean, Nagy's another one of those guys, Joe. He was supposed to be an offensive genius. And, and again, non-creative stuff happening with the Bears. I, maybe their offensive line is not good. I can't figure out what's going on with them. But they trade up all these picks to get David Montgomery, and he doesn't look good at all. Well, they trade up a lot more to get Trubisky. So if we're going to hang something on, on well, he's hurt in depth. Yeah, but he's, he's not playing. playing. No, he looks horrible. But he, he looks horrible. But I'm saying when you when you move up a lot of picks to get a, a franchise quarterback, he better be the he better be Patrick Mahomes. Otherwise, you're going to set every you're going to set the depth back of your team. Now, I'll tell you this: I think this is the classic letdown game because last week was a huge emotional game for them against the Vikings in Chicago, all that stuff. They lose the quarterback. They win anyway. Yeah. And then not only do they go to ro- on the road, they go to the, on the road to face the Raiders, but they're not even going to Oakland. They're going to London. And I think they just weren't prepared. I don't think they took this game seriously enough. Oakland did. And they came out there and they punched them in the mouth early. And Chicago came back towards the end and made it close. But the one thing I will take away, the one thing from the bears on the offensive side, I think you could take away from this year is Allen Robinson's had a really good season. He really has. You go back and look at the game log pretty much, despite how He's been good. inept yeah. inept at times that, that the quarterback play has been. He's still producing. So that's another one where I'm, I, I started to pivot and started to get him in DFS lineups the last two weeks because I just felt like, man, I'm kind of pissed that I didn't have any shares. And I should have listened to Bob Harris tell me about that. Go get Allen Robinson. But I didn't have any. So now like, I have to kind of go for the DFS shares of him. But it's been a very good season. No doubt. All right. We'll take a short time out on Fantasy Sports today. We'll talk about the Vikings bounce back next. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today. And I like football. And I'm going to keep doing them both because they make me feel good. Welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. We'll have the latest injuries from around the league coming up in just a few minutes. But we dive back into some of the games yesterday as uh, the Vikings beat the Giants 28-10. And Kirk Cousins looks like the kind of guy that you drafted at the beginning of the season. 306 yards and two passing touchdowns. And all of a sudden, uh, got healthy against the Giants, 28-10. to 10. Uh, Dalvin Cook, who in redraft leagues right now would be at the very least the number three overall pick, if not the number two. I probably would take him too. Cook, 21-132, 6 for 86, rock solid, awesome. Adam Thielen crying about his, his, uh, his looks. He got him yesterday. Seven for 130 and two touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, he cried a little bit too. He didn't get much. Three for 44. 
boy, Daniel Jones, since that first game, has gone completely the other way. 182, one touchdown, one interception. And I watched that game, too. He just did not look right at all. Maybe because Gallman went out early and then they didn't have a running game. That could be part of it. But Gallman now would, would appear to be done because uh, Barkley's coming back soon. Yeah. Ingram, yeah. Ingram, six for 42. Shepard, five for 49. And uh, and hopefully we don't have to talk about Golden Tate anymore now that uh, Joe, your guy here, is just uh, I mean, he's a non-factor on the on the Giants. So let's, let's, let's please move away from <laughs> adding Golden Tate. Back. Joe, back. Joe, move on, buddy. It's when Saquon never- Barkley comes back, we'll see how open he is. Look, Saquon being back is going to help Daniel Jones a ton. Last on Sunday, losing Goldman in that game was look, you're already kind of working at a deficit against the Vikings anyway. Vikings are a good defensive team. Um, but overall, this was exactly what we kind of set out. We did an entire segment last week on this show, courtesy of the brain of Craig Nish, trying to investigate the WTF happened to Kirk Cousins. And I think the end of it was, look, this is it. This is the game. This is the opportunity. The Giants defense is incredibly soft. The secondary is not very good. He's been called on to the carpet. Will he respond? And I think it's safe to say he did. And I think the other thing we took out of that discussion, which I think was very good and and very thoughtful discussion where we really brought out a lot of stats, a lot of history stuff, a lot of current stuff, was the fact that we think it's all mental thing and a confidence thing. This is a confidence building game. I think you feel good about this if you're the if you're the uh, Vikings moving on next week, you're at home against the Eagles, also a secondary that I think we've realized you can throw the ball on uh, the Lions, also a secondary you can throw the ball on, although they did play a little better in that first half against KC. You got the Redskins, you got the Chiefs. All these op- options here, all of these matchups are pretty good in the next couple weeks or so, or even the next six weeks, where Kirk Cousins should be able to carry this over and at least make Adam Thielen relevant again. And there's going to be some Stefan Diggs games in there as well. So get ready. Don't panic yet. And then after the game, Stefan Diggs says, I want to be in Minnesota. I want to be in Minnesota. Well, yeah, you know, you come out with victories. Everybody wants to be everywhere. So. We'll see yeah. what happens. I, I cannot play Diggs anymore, though, at this point. I can't do it. I mean, there's too many games in a row, Joe, with him doing nothing. So it's if, tough, maybe, though. Maybe I he mean, will. Maybe he will come around eventually. But there's no one that owns Stefan Diggs that can advocate playing him at this point. You, you have to hopefully have another option there. I mean, it's too many weeks of this. It's every week. There's nothing. You're going to so, play Marvin Jones over him, right? I, I, I don't. There's. I'm trying to think of names that are in that bubble of that wide receiver three kind of conversation that you're going to, you know, take him out for because that's what you're going to end up doing. Shepard. I'd play Shepard over him. Uh, that's fair. I would play Shepard over him, too. He's getting a ton of looks, ton of looks. I play Josh Gordon over him. Well, you'll all play Cortland Sutton after him now. I play Sutton. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, I got to play... love me some Cortland Sutton. All he does is catch touchdowns. <laughs> uh, I, I play uh, Mike Williams over him. Well, that's fair. Mike Williams has a lot of touchdown upside, too, when he's healthy. I'd play Landry for sure over him. Not even a question. See, that's a question for me. That's where I'm. I want to see what happens tonight. A very important game for the for the Jarvis Landry owners the rest of the season, because if he goes completely dormant again, that's a problem going forward. That's a big problem. I would not play Golden Tate over him. There you go. Well, there you go. All right. Patriots beat the Redskins 33 to seven. I think Washington scored first in this game, which was crazy. Did. And then first after time they've been behind all year. And then after that, it was over. So I, <laughs> I got no, I got nothing on Washington here. I got Brady 348 passing yards, three touchdowns and one pick Edelman eight for one ten and a touchdown. Gordon has been largely disappointing. Six for 59. Uh, Sony Michelle 16 for 91. Dorsett looks like he could be out for a bit. 
And on the Washington side, literally nothing except for they fired their coach this morning. So uh, Patriots, I don't know how they got the schedule. I'm not really sure, but they just. Well, it's their turn to face the NFC East and the NFC yeah, East. They got the Giants next week, too. Like It's I, not like how they got the schedule. They got the schedule because the NFC East was their turn to play them. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. It's an easy awesome. schedule. <laughs> sure easy is. schedule in the NFL looks like, gosh. It gets a little tougher. They get uh they get the Ravens. Gonna, they, they may have the a chance Chiefs. to lose one game this year, 15 and one, maybe. Hey, who? Well, look, we've all seen it too. Uh, the Buffalo, I think, is a very competitive football team. Oh, yeah, that's like, true. That, that's true. That was they the already first beat Buffalo. That, they did. That was, and they beat them on the road, which was huge. So that was a big victory there. And look, the Steelers' first week with Roethlisberger, they pounded them. They actually pwned them the first week. So I don't know. To me, there's two teams in the NFL that I think are the best two. It's the Saints. And it's the Patriots and everybody else is kind of fighting around right now. Yeah, Casey's good. All right. No, you Bron- know what? No, no. You don't lose at home against the Colts and Jacoby Brissett if you're a good football team. They'll after be last week, almost losing to the Lions on the road. Nope. They'll be fine. But nope. They're okay. not in that conversation. Okay. I think they are. Broncos beat the Chargers 20 to 13. Denver goes up 14 to nothing very early on the Chargers. Then they hang on to win. And the, the Broncos recipe can, for running continues. They had 191 rushing yards in this one. Lindsay with 114 and a touchdown. Freeman with 61. And Sutton seems to be coming on at this point. Four for 91 as Flacco's looked more to his way. Not so much to Sanders, unfortunately, but good for Sutton. No question. For Rivers, this was his worst fantasy game probably in years. No touchdowns, two interceptions. Eckler has been amazing. 15 more catches this past week. My gosh. Uh, Melvin Gordon has not looked right yet. I'm sure eventually he will or he'll get traded. We'll see. Mike Williams, 6 for 74. And Keenan Allen, not surprising to me because Keenan Allen is, is this kind of guy. He's going to win some leagues this right. year. He's going to have some huge games. And then sometimes he doesn't have big games. But in the end, the numbers are there. So maybe next week will be the great game for Keenan Allen. So uh, Chargers again, great as an underdog, horrible as a favorite. And that's kind of what played itself out. Um, you know, I, I, from a fantasy perspective with Denver, there's not a lot of great options to start Sutton at this point, you probably have to start as a wide receiver three, I would believe. And beyond that on the Chargers side, Eckler is, is oh my gosh, he's, he's grading out is like number one running back in all of fantasy this year. But at this point, I can't bet against the guy. I made a mistake this past week and one of my leagues was offered a trade for him. Give up David Montgomery. I said no. I talked myself out of it, and I'm regretting that decision. It was a bad decision on my part, and still won the game anyway in that league. But I, I want Eckler on my team, man. This guy's great. I wonder if they should just deal Melvin Gordon because it seems like the last two weeks since he's been back, it's been a little chaotic. I don't know. It's just it's very bizarre, and the Chargers continue to be just made of paper. I I did not believe in them going into this season. They have zero home field advantage too. So whenever a competitive team comes into California to play them it's just it's always up for grabs and this was one of those games that I thought was up for grabs and especially people writing off you know all chubs out now for the Broncos forget they're just done they're they're phoning it in well they're not they went out there and they got their first win of the year and they should have they should probably they should be somewhere around two to three wins anyway with some of the games they played and for the first time we keep talking about one thing which is you know what happens in these it's the Denver Broncos coming out flat all the time and trying to overcome that problem. And this was one where look, Denver Broncos, the, the Lindsay was the guy we want to be. Freeman still had his opportunities there in this one, but I think Philip Lindsay starting to pull away, which is good news because I'm in the team Lindsay camp. And if they can continue to get him the football 
in this fashion and he can be successful like this. He's averaging seven yards in this game per carry. Some fantastic numbers for him. But uh, Cortland Sutton's really emerging as a legitimate threat. And you could see Flacco starting to have confidence in him too, throwing to him in big spots. So a lot of positives here for the Broncos. And look, it's the same old for the Chargers, man. Chargers as a football team just ain't that good. Yeah, they're about eight and eight, nine and seven. They'll still win yeah. their fair, their fair share of games. They surprise some people, but they're very dangerous. They're an eight and eight favorite. I, I buy that. I wish they I wish they would have stayed in San Diego. There, that was I've been I to that. Too. I've been there and I've been to that stadium and it gets loud, man. I'm the fan base loved them too. It was it yeah. was so terrible. I mean, and now they're there. They're playing and no one cares. It's just it's sad. I feel bad for the players because you know every football team for the most part has some form of a home field advantage. Like without no, a doubt, yeah, they have none. They don't. They have zero. Yep, we have none. All right, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we got the Bills and Titans coming up next, and then the Colts and Chiefs preview some of the Monday baseball games, also a Monday night football preview as well. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish here with you on Fantasy Sports Today, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Do you want to risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the 49ers minus five tonight and they beat the Browns by minus nine, you'll receive nine times your stake. Wow, that's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. This is only eligible in New Jersey, 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, you can call one 800 Gambler. Okay, so, I mean, it didn't provide a lot of interest in fantasy. It didn't provide a lot of interest in reality. But the Buffalo Bills are headed toward the playoffs at this point. Like, there's just not a lot of competition to to shut them down. And nine wins is getting you in in the AFC this year. Josh Allen against Tennessee only threw for 219 yards and two touchdowns. And he did throw a pick, so not great in fantasy, but it certainly was enough. Uh, Frank Gore, 14 carries, 60 yards. Okay, whatever. Don't play him, but he's still playing. Uh, John Brown, five for 75. Nothing exciting. Derrick Henry had 78 rushing yards and a touchdown. Joe, some kicker issues in this game overall. But Buffalo is going to get their nine wins. They're going to beat up on the Dolphins. They're going to beat up on the Jets. They're going to beat up on teams that are sub 500. Mm -hmm. Their defense is good enough to get them there. They'll probably, if I had to close my eyes and dream about wild card weekend, they're going to go and they're going to go on the road. They're going to play someone. They're going to be getting 11 or 12 points probably on the road in the AFC somewhere. And they probably have a chance to win because their defense is so good, but they're just not a sexy fantasy team. And so uh, neither is Tennessee, by the way, who, who you can't predict on a week-to-week basis. So this is the summary of that game. I don't have much else here. 
Well, the big summary of this game, too, the one thing you you missed out here is the Kyrie Santos missing four field goals. I mean, that's the difference in this game. I mean, four. Four. The kicking in this league has been so bad this year again. And uh, it's amazing. If you have a kid right now, I'm telling you right now, you go, you take that kid, boy or girl, I don't care who it is. You take them out. If you want them to be a professional athlete, go teach them how to kick field goals. I agree with you. Every day after school, don't play catch. Don't do any of that. Don't get on a hockey stick. Go out there. The local thing, <laughs> local field, just having kick field goals all day. Just kick, kick, kick. You make millions of dollars. You play forever. You see the whole country. It's going to be great. Uh, but Derrick Henry, still another decent day for him. 20 carries for 78 and a touchdown. He is one of those great guys where you just count on the floor every week. And I'll tell you what, I was impressed with Josh Allen because he took a lot of licks in this game. Sacked four times. He was hurried and uh, hit 15. So for a guy coming off a concussion, that's not exactly the kind of protection you want on Josh Allen, but he found a way to get them when they needed to be in the right spot. And hey, a big I think this was a huge win because if you are, you know, three and two, it's a little different than you are at four and one. The four and one field, knowing that one win, that one loss that you have is against the Pats. I think you feel really good right now. And this was a big game for them to win on the road. So I agree. Buffalo is definitely a playoff team right now. Yeah. And uh, on, on Tennessee's side, uh, I don't think they're going anywhere. But in terms of Henry, 388 rushing yards, four touchdowns uh, rushing, uh, also has a receiving touchdown, also has 97 receiving yards, too. So that's about 20, 30 yards a game. He's, I mean, and consistent. Is, you know, he's, like, been, like, he's, a, he's an RB, too. We so, talk about like the Keenan Allens of the world who have great games and then quiet games and great games. So cumulatively, they look good at the end of the year. Henry's game log looks very solid. Every week he's he's producing. Every week he's a floor player. And that's what you want. And a lot of people have him as RB2 in drafts. And you did a great job if you got him there. All right. Colts and Chiefs was the night game last night. And, and it was an exciting game at the end, but not, not nearly as many points as people expected. It was the highest Vegas total on the board in the 50s. And the final was Colts 19, Chiefs 13. Uh, Brissett did enough to win. Marlon Mack looked great again. There was some thought that he wouldn't play this week. I know a lot of people are upset <laughs> they didn't play him on Sunday. And I can understand because he was very questionable going into the week, and you had to make that call. And for Kansas City, overall, a very disappointing outcome across the board. Uh, Mahomes was okay, 320. But again, you, you kind of expected a little bit more from him, and probably the expectations are just too high. Uh, Pringle was the winner in terms of fantasy this week. It'll be a hot pickup, <laughs> Go a figure. Hot pickup I guess, uh, with Watkins why? out. Tyree Cohn's, I mean, uh, Tyree Kill's probably a week away. <laughs> like, Someone's going to pick this guy up for sure. Yeah, Six for 103 and a touchdown. Uh, Kansas City just was flat, very strangely, on on Sunday night, and I would bet they'll bounce back in a big way. But they've also haven't covered against the spread three weeks in a row for a team wow. that's that good. So that's a great stat. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not worried at all about the Chiefs, but it does appear, Joe, that the Colts, uh, their demise was just greatly overstated, and that offensive line is going to keep them at least in every single game. Last week they just caught got caught off guard with Hilton and Leonard out. They get they get Hilton back in this game. And uh, look, I, I can't really speak to what happened with KC. They just came out flat and a disappointing result on Sunday night for them. This is what good coaching looks like, everyone, because Darius Leonard was out of this game and they found a way to still beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes. And then my, my remember the Titans Rudy storyline of the Colts continues. It went into Kansas City again, Craig Mish, and came out with a W here in this game. And I'll tell you what, this Colts team, Jacoby Brissett, isn't always perfect, but he manages to get the job done. And that's all you need him to do. And Marlon Mack, you just put it on his back, and he has been outstanding. He has carried them offensively. You look at the game log for him. There's a whole group of running backs there. Marlon Mack, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, that all went within a couple picks of each other. And if you waited on RB this year, chances are that you have one or maybe even two of those guys. And you are loving life because that has been a far better return on investment than early Melvin Gordon, than Le'Veon Bell, than a lot of guys that we could go down this list with for sure, especially Saquon Barkley even who's been hurt. So it's an incredible situation here. And I'm just impressed with Frank Reich as a coach because this team comes out there with a good game plan. 
this team comes out ready. And last week was a, was a good little wake up call because they overlooked the Raiders as everybody is. And the Raiders came out there to play and they were playing catch up. And they, at the end, they didn't make the plays that they needed to, to win that football game. But let me tell you something, Kansas city needs to figure it out because they almost lost last week in Detroit. And you cannot lose this game at home to the Colts. If you're Kansas city, if you're supposed to be the best team in the AFC, this is a game you win. And it's not even like the defense got their doors blown off. Like the defense actually played all right. They showed up offense. I don't know, man. It's real tough. You're right. The bar set really high from Mahomes, but at the same time, other players need to step up, whether it be Kelsey, whether it be the running back, somebody has got to step up here and help out. Yeah, I'm not surprised they didn't cover. I am surprised that they lost, but every team is going to have these over the course of the season. You're, yeah, I'm you're not surprised ha- they didn't cover. You're going to have a team that's going to be, you know, uh, ten point favorites to lose. It just it just happens, and so it'll happen to everybody at one point or another. You know, teams get surprised, and I'm not particularly concerned. By the way, Kimoko Ture, the great defensive lineman for the Colts, is out for the season. He was hurt uh, last night in the game, and it was announced this morning that he's going to be out for the year. Uh, the loss. one the one thing that I was thinking of also with the Colts, which is really interesting, and and this is you know nothing we can do about it now, and it's hindsight. But hypothetically, Joe, if Andrew Luck did not retire outside of New England, I could not put another team above Indy in the AFC. My guess would be they would be the main threat. And that's what out Darius Leonard two weeks in a row. He's one of the best. If they had luck, if luck had not retired, they would. I think that the Patriots would still be the favorite. Mm -hmm. But if but I think the Colts would be four and one. Probably they probably would have beat the Raiders that game that they lost just based on having luck. And they would be the challenger. It would it would be Patriots, Colts, Chiefs. Instead, now the Colts, look, they could still make the playoffs for sure. I, I, they could get nine wins, maybe 10, mm-hmm. but it's, I don't, they're not winning the Super Bowl, I don't think. And no, but I think they're a, playoff, they're a playoff team. And I said it even when luckily I said, look, they're going to rally around Brissett. This is what they're going to do because they have, they have a good offensive line that's going to protect Brissett and allow him to not make too many mistakes. You know, the last thing you want with Brissett is guys up all over him all the time where he's got to force balls and make bad choices. And then next thing you know, it's turnovers. The next thing you know, you're done. They protect him very well. They protect him very well in this game tonight. Uh, and uh, dude, I, I look at this going forward and when they get Leonard back healthy, that's a huge rebound for them. There's definitely a, a playoff happening somewhere in Indianapolis this year. I'm telling you right now. It could be. It's uh, look, the AFC is really bad. It's not impossible. So maybe, uh, maybe they get golden Tate or something like that. Joe, add him to the team. You know. All so right. Uh, let's uh, let's go to Monday night uh, baseball games here. I'll run through them quick. Uh, we got four games today. You tell me, Joe, which ones you're most interested in uh, Astros at the Rays. Granky and Morton. It's an afternoon game. Houston leads the series 2-0. I mean, Houston, uh, uh, Tampa could win this game today, but again, I think Houston wins the series. Braves at Cardinals. What a comeback yesterday for Atlanta. Keuchel and Hudson. Atlanta leads the series 2-1. Dodgers at the Nationals. The Nationals are throwing Max Scherzer back in uh, in, the, in this game. By the way, Scherzer and Strasburg next year in fantasy. we got to pay close attention to, man, after the way that they're getting used here in this postseason. L.A. leads 2-1. to You're one. worried? Is that a little bit of worry oh in your voice? I, said? I think so. You don't like I it? So. Not a fan. No, I, I, I love it for what they're doing now. I don't love it for next year. Is there data to support that, or you just have a feeling about it? Yeah, Cole Hamels. Uh, Sever- <laughs> Severino at the Twins. Uh, Yankees uh, lead the series 2-0. I was like secretly like kind of hoping that the Twins would make this close. They've been great at home, but again, you go down 0-2, it's almost impossible to win. So uh, I could, I, I don't, I mean, I think the Yankees probably wrap it tonight, but beyond that, uh, Nationals could get this to a game five. I would think that the Cardinals will rally after that yesterday and show some fight and get back, get this thing back to two, two. And then Astros could certainly win, uh, but it is, it is Charlie Morton and uh, it's two Oh, any, any interest in, in these games today? Who's starting for the Dodgers today against Scherzer? Rich Hill. Were you? Oh, Rich, Rich Hill. <laughs> yeah, Ryu wow. pitched yesterday. Right. Ryu was yesterday. Okay. So, wow. Um, I'd like to see Scherzer go out there and make this uh, a series. I think uh, that, that would be my first instinct. Let's tie this one up. That would be a good time. Um, I do kind of believe that the Twins just, you know, they, they sunk themselves here. They, there's no way you could throw that kid out there in that game. It's just, it was a bad look. It was putting too much pressure on bullpen. 
too much pressure all the way around the whole thing. Well, we could just go at home and then just win out. Like, no, that's, that's asking so much. I don't care how good you've been. This is, I think somebody who doesn't understand the way the postseason works. It's just a different animal than the regular season. You can't just think it's going to go that way. Um, the one to me that I really got my eyes on is the nationals game because of Scherzer, because I want to see him go out there and, you know, give a little run for the Dodger money. Uh, I think the Rays are done personally. Uh, Garrett Cole's 15 K performance this weekend was incredibly pr- uh, impressive. So uh, I'm sure that stock just went up a little bit, right? Would you agree as if it couldn't get any higher? That was a pretty good outing in the playoffs, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah. He's the number one free agent this off season. Yep. Where do you think he ends up still LA with the, uh, LA angels, the, oh, angels. the angels. That's not the Los Angeles. Angels. Not a bad call. Um, I mean, they're desperate for an ace. Uh, I could see the Rangers. Really? You think they would open up the pocketbooks for him? Uh-huh, I mean, they, yeah, yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah. That's one team I could see, you know, getting their ace for the next seven years. Yeah. That's, and I don't have any feel for it yet in a month or two, as I start to dive back into baseball reporting, I will, but uh, yeah, I'm not, not a real good feel for it right now, except for, I think that the Astros win the series. It wouldn't shock me at all to see uh, Tampa win today, though. Morton is the one saving grace for them, but I think after the, after today, that's it. If they don't win today. Yeah. I think the Astros close it out. Could be. It could be. It could look They're They're, the clear favorite to win the World Series, but only five of the last 18 favorites in baseball have won the World Series. So I'm surprised you haven't hammered me for Thursday Night Football, too. We spent a no, you won the game. Here. You won the game. I did. Yeah, I, I thought I lost it again. Didn't I pick the Rams? I mean, you, you kind of did. But I mean, I, I count the spread and the spread. Well, wasn't... I did. I, I, I did pick the spread. Right. But I said I, I you asked no, me to no, win. No, out I know. I, I I'm giving you I'm okay. going to give you at the very least a close like you can't okay. you can't put it this way. You can't do the Joe Pizapia. And I told you and I said oh, and I've no. been saying. But I will say this: it, it, I'm not going. But here, Thursday, I'm bringing up something that I thought I failed at. So you no, 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 you, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. You, you'll go into Thursday night a winner. In my I opinion, I mean, I, look, in my opinion, it's still a loss. <laughs> plus one and a half. No, that's the point. It's, it's the spread. I know. I guess. I guess it right. just, just felt like a failure anyway. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, you'll have your chance to fail tonight. We'll be back with Joe's prediction for Monday Night Football. <laughs> Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show as we got you until 2 o'clock and then full-time fantasy takes over at that point. A uh, couple of quick uh, injury notes in the NFL, and these will come in throughout the day, of course, but let's touch on them real quick. Uh, David Johnson's back uh, tightened up on him, he said. I'm sure he'll be somewhat limited or questionable for the week, but David Johnson's going to play. I mean, this guy, after missing a year, understands that he's got to be on the field. Uh, that was one injury. Patrick Mahomes tweaked his ankle, and so it seems as though the quote is, obviously it's going to be a little bit sore. But he's got the Houston Texans coming up this week. I would guess that he'll play in that one. Uh, and then recapping our our top story, really, of the day is that Jay Gruden is out and Bill Callahan is in. And according to ESPN, uh, Redskins interim coach Bill Callahan says the team didn't run the ball enough. 
<laughs> with Jay Gruden. Okay, great. So let me tell you something. If if anybody believes that that is the case and you can get 10 cents on the dollar for Adrian Peterson, I would do it right now. I would find anybody who would take the sky off my hands right now. Uh, Joe, I just don't I don't I don't have any faith in the Redskins whatsoever. But let me give my small little asterisk caveat is that their best matchup of the season, Joe, is coming up this week. <laughs> Uh, is it is this the I see I'm looking at this the other way I'm thinking this is the Dolphins W uh, the the Redskins are favored man they're four point favorites oh dude I don't know I don't know I think this might be the because uh, the Dolphins, Dolphins are coming can't, off a bye. the Dolphins can't go through all this and then try and win that would be horrible for them I'm not saying to try to win I think one, they might stumble one into way, it. If, if Miami <laughs> you realize Joe if Miami beats Washington oh, I know. I know. if Miami beats there. Washington Sunday they lose to a well, the fascinating thing is if you were the I, this is a nightmare scenario, but it's the Jets. So I have to throw it out there because only these kind of things happen to the Jets. If you were the Jets and let's say let's say that the Redskins won a football game, let's say Miami wins and let's say let's say that the Jets don't. I don't know. Let's just throw it out there as like, oh, my God, Darnold has a setback or something happens or whatever. What happens if you have Darnold on your roster and you have the number one pick? Do you trade out of it or do you take Tua and move Darnold? And pull I think, I like, think you keep Darnold. I, li- I like Darnold. I just think okay. that I, I mean, look, some people don't. I know I have a lot of Jets fans down here that say, oh, you know, I, I, we don't think Darnold's good. I think Darnold is good. I just think that they were dealt with the worst possible scenario there. And the other thing that I would say again, now, look, anything can happen, Joe. But the Jets play the Dolphins twice. I, I expect the Jets to beat the Dolphins twice. And that would basically mean that if those two teams ended up with two wins apiece at the end of the year, that the Dolphins would get the number one pick. And that's why the scenario this week is so important because again, in the head to head matchup, if Washington <laughs> beats Miami, that means Miami has to win, has to, uh, that means uh, two, two wins, right? Like that puts them, that would it's put Washington, Miami. I think Miami's that puts Washington game. two wins oh, behind oh, oh. Miami. Wait, and, Redskins and again, are favored by four, you said? Yeah. Oh, I think you got to at least you got to at least take Miami on that side, don't you? I don't know, man. That's you got to take that's... Miami to cover, don't you? I don't know. They haven't covered a game. I know, but they haven't played the Redskins. <laughs> yeah, I know, but the Redskins right. haven't. The Dolphins have the Red, uh, Dolphins haven't played the Redskins either. Well, Redskins look, haven't played the Dolphins. Let's see I don't who know. Bill Callahan names the starting quarterback before we even get into this, because I think matter? that's that's what we. Go. Yeah, I think it does. I so think if they the go back to Keenum. Well, you think they go back Keenum? to Keenum? No way. You don't start Haskins this week with a changeover at head coach. That ain't happening now. Is there a bye week for them? Uh, Redskins bye week? I don't know. No, no, no. This week they're playing. This week they're after playing. That, I'm saying after this week. Uh, no, I think they're one of the later buys, aren't they? I got to look at that. That's a good question, but I don't. I don't know. It's going to be Colt McCoy or Keenum. I don't think it's going to be Haskins in this game. Because I think the Redskins want to win a football game. As crazy as that sounds, well, I if they, they do, to. then that's the team I want to take this week. I guess I just don't know if they can. I know they want to. It's the Washington played competitively game. against Philadelphia, right? The first week they did very much so. And beyond that, they have not. Correct? No, they have but, not. But has Miami even? Well, I guess against Dallas, they look competitive for like three quarters. No, they don't have a bye till November. The tenth of is there by though. This that is the tank. This is the, t- the all time tank bowl. And I'll tell you the other thing, which is really interesting, is that my you know so fans are delusional. They're even delusional here in South Florida. And so the answer for the Miami fan right now is well, even if we end up beating Washington, we'll have so many picks to be able to trade up 
to the number one pick and and get their number one pick. And Washington, well, I was probably, Washington had Haskins anyway. They just you know went in for a quarter, right? But but Joe, like I'm I'm not disagreeing to say Washington could go to Miami and give them two middle fingers and say nope, we're not doing it. We are keeping this guy. Like they could very well, well could. You're Mr. College, so tell me who the consensus top three college players outside of Tua because well, Tua, well, Tua and Jordan Love. The uh, quarterback from Utah State are the one and two. Those are the okay. those are the top guys. Herbert's ah, probably falling back. It's gonna be three quarterbacks, one, two, three. But those are the three guys right now. Those two, three. So one, there's two. no transcendent running back this year for you. There's no transcendent. Nah, nah. So is there a big offensive lineman too that everyone? There, I, yeah, they, there's a few, and there's defensive linemen too. But but uh, Tua is the number one pick overall, and Jordan Love is the number two pick as we stand right now. Okay, I haven't seen Love play this year. Yeah, they run an up tempo offense. He's a really big guy. He can run. Um, yeah, you catch a game. You'll see. They'll it's just funny to me though because you got to, of of the O for teams. The Jets have quote unquote a franchise quarterback. The Redskins quote unquote have a franchise quarterback. So it's kind of fascinating to see the leverage point there of those teams. If they if the new trend is you take a franchise quarterback that you think is going to be the guy, and then like the Cardinals did, you just trade exactly him for somebody better than no matter year. what. I think you do it no matter what. I do. And you that's why if I'm the Dolphins, if I that's why if I'm the Dolphins, I'm very worried because not only does Miami play Washington, <laughs> Joe, they play Cincinnati. <laughs> so they if they beat Wash if Miami beats Washington and Cincinnati, they're going to have the third pick in the draft. That puts them too far away from getting to it. Oh, I know. Is this is Cincinnati. The you know, Joe is taking one of those top quarterbacks. Like that is the must deal. watch game of week six. It's the must like, lose game of the year. Must lose game of the year, man. This is the, I'll tell you what, you could keep all the other ones. This is the game you want to watch because the fallout from this one will be fantastic. Who do the I, Jets I, maybe, have next maybe week? I'm on an, yeah, I know why you keep bringing them up. Maybe I'm on an island. I, don't you think the Jets well, are going to win the Cowboys four? next week? I don't know. They play but the Cowboys Joe, at the week. end of the year. Don't you think the Jets are going to have three or four wins? Three or two. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. These other teams gonna... have no chance. Like these other teams are zeros. Right. Like, well, I, look, I mean, there's there's levy on bell and there's defensive players. They're going to because they're going to play the Dolphins twice. Exactly. So Christ. that's the difference. They still have this. But hold on here. Like, just the, the I keep saying that now's the time to buy levy on bell because the rest of the schedule is good. But but worse. Here's your nightmare scenario. OK, the next three weeks, you got the Cowboys, Patriots, Jaguars. Those are not good. They'll probably lose them all. They'll probably, probably going to lose them all. So sure. at that point, they're going to be. Oh, and eight, eight. Uh, oh, th- three. I thought. I thought they already played four games. They've got to buy, right? They're own. Oh, sorry, the four games. So, so they're oh, they'll be own seven. Sure, own seven. Let's then assume that, the, even though you don't know. Then they play the Giants, which is not going to really be a home game because the Giant fans will be. It's there. a winnable game, though. It's, <laughs> it's a, winnable a winnable game. game. But by own seven, the Jet fans are going to sell those tickets off, and it's going to be a Giants home game. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, I know how it works. Here. Then game. they play the Redskins week eleven. That winnable game, a at least a split there. I don't think they can beat the Raiders. I don't, but there's a chance. <laughs> there's, a there's a chance. There's, there's a, a chance, chance of them going well, on the those, road and being the Bengals. So again, you gave me three games. Would it shock you to see them win two? Absolutely not. And they could win all three. So no, but it's fascinating that they have two games left against the Dolphins. And then the That's Dolphins. Yeah. At the end of the year, Joe, they're but not they, going to hit their, they're they not going to hit their seven and a half win mark or eight win mark in Vegas. Ravens, but, Steelers, Bills. Those are the last three games. And, and the Steelers season. could be done too by that time. The, the Jets, if, if I had here, let's just do it right now. I'll set a I'll set a total right now for the Jets the rest of the season of two and a half wins. Would you go over or under two and a half? Oh, man, two and a half. 
It's those damn two dolphin games. I'm gonna go over. Yeah, exactly. Me. So, so, right. and I would say the same. So that means that the Jets the are not on there too. Exactly. So the Jets are not gonna have the first pick in the draft. They're not gonna have the second pick in the draft, Joe. They are not gonna have the third pick in the. Draft. I'll make the caveat if they don't, if they don't get Darnold back healthy, or if they lose Darnold again for some reason. Oh that yeah, goes under, Opposite. and it's not even close. Joe, if Mahomes goes out for KC, they don't make the playoffs. You know, that's that's what make the playoffs is one thing. Winning two games is another. I, I think the Jets win three or four games the rest of the way. Their schedule is indicative of that. And I like Darnold. I think he's good. It's just I like Darnold too. The, co- the coaching to this coach point is a disaster. It's so bad. It's just shockingly bad. The lack of preparation is just appalling. Okay. The the 49ers opened up as three point favorites. It's up to five tonight against the Browns. Any opinion on this game? Yeah, I do. I think this is a huge game for the Browns to go out there and have some carryover of that big victory. You go out there and you beat Baltimore in a must-win game on the road. That's a great big win. Don't let down now against the 49ers. The 49ers might not have lost a football game yet, but they're still third overall in turnovers. And that was with having a bye last week. So they didn't play, and yet they're still third overall coming into this week in terms of giveaways. So that tells you everything in terms of mistakes. The 49ers make a ton of them. Now, the defense has played well for the 49ers. I don't want to take that away. The running game has been very good considering – how it's all worked out. Apparently, you're going to get some Tevin Coleman in this one, so we'll see if that makes things better or worse. Can't wait. I'm, I'm fascinated to see how it all plays out, but this is a huge game here for the Browns, and the Browns have done it to themselves where all these games now, for them to dig out of the hole, are huge here on the schedule. So games that you thought, well, it doesn't matter if they win this one or not. It's on the road, San Francisco. Nuh-uh. It matters now because you put yourself in such a hole in the first month of the season. So to me, it's very important, and uh, we'll see what happens here. But I think Cleveland comes away with the victory. Uh, where are you at with this one? No, do you I'll think take, it's as important as I do? I'll take San Francisco tonight. I, I don't love it. I would have loved three. Uh, but a Monday night team at home in in perhaps the best environment that that place has ever seen with the uh, 49ers coming off a of bye week. Um, you know, I don't know that that will mean anything. It's fun to talk about having that great narrative, but the game is sold out. It's the hottest ticket that they've ever had in that stadium since the Super Bowl. Uh, people believe in the team. I don't know that I necessarily believe in the team, but I think Cleveland coming off that game maybe maybe it reached their peak last week, but certainly you're getting five points in this one too, which is tasty. So uh, I'll, I don't normally love favorites, but it is Monday night. I'll just take the contrarian side of it just to see what happens, but I'll take the 49ers. I love the three. I don't know why. This thing went to five, but I guess that there's more emphasis on that. Okay, uh, before we uh, wrap up early line here on the Florida LSU game, there's some huge, huge college football games coming up this week, Joe. We got Texas and Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry, and the team between LSU and UF, whoever wins has a great shot at getting in the playoff. Whoever loses is kind of out, but uh, at least we're happy the Gators won last week, right? We're on board with that. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that little uh, message thread with you and John. You guys looped me in on that. But the number is 13 here early on, right? Am I seeing that correct for LSU (laughs) favored by 13? Yeah. I I think that that Florida defense plays good enough. They can cover that, don't you? I really do, man. I didn't think they play as well as they would last week against Auburn. So, But I feel like they're embracing that underdog role, don't you? I feel like that's kind of the M.O. here. The two teams in the top 10, you're not going to get a, a better matchup than this. But yeah, I mean, the line is telling you that LSU is going to crush them because they don't make the line 13 unless you think it's going to happen like that. But my guess is by the time the game goes off on Saturday, it'll come down a little bit. There'll be some points. So uh, now's the time to get in on it, right? 
I think so. If you're going to take Florida, so yeah, if you're going to take, yeah, Florida. you take Florida. I mean, 13 seems like a lot the way that look it. It's college football. It's wacky. We all know that. But at the same time, I, from the highlights I've seen and from watching the second half of that football game last week, my big takeaway is this Florida defense is really just it, they're good. Like there's just no way around it. They could they really get after it. And the effort level is is there all the time. They don't quit. And I, I think that's the kind of thing if you're LSU, even though you might be a more talented football team that you have to be aware of. Oklahoma plays Texas at noon. Two teams ranked playing each other there. You got Alabama's toughest test of the season. They got to go to Texas A&M. They'll obviously be a two-touchdown favorite, but you would think that that would be uh, an exciting game there. You got Florida taking on LSU. That's also a big one. USC against Notre Dame. Penn State against Iowa. So we are we are locked and loaded with college this week. It's going to be a fun week. We'll see if I can actually win a game this week. That would be nice. Didn't win any last week. Horrible, horrible week. All right, uh, coming up next, it's time for a little exit velocity. Don't go away. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Hopefully you guys tuned into our entire show. If you didn't and you listen to bits and pieces, don't forget you can listen to the show just like you listen to your favorite podcast by liking and subscribing to our show. And before we go, we always leave you with a little bit of exit velocity. Here's Joe Pizzapia. I feel the need. The need for speed. Exit Velocity. Nice Velocity. Only the Jets would hire an unmitigated disaster of a head coach from their own division to lead them to the promised land. Only the Jets would have that same head coach not prepare, not their second, but their third string quarterback to go on the road to play a very good Eagles team because, hey, it's not like we need to win football games. Only the Jets would continue to put up with this nonsense, thinking that somehow they have the savior of the franchise there in terms of head coaching. They don't. He's a disaster, and Adam Gase is the next guy on the chopping block to go. I don't care that he had some friendship times with Peyton Manning. That is long gone. Adam Gase is a failure as a football coach, failure as an OC, and eventually is going to lead to the Jets being a failure again in 2019. Who would have thought the Jets need to take a step back and rebuild again? Never would have saw that coming. But when your QGB gets mono, that's the way you got to go. And that's where we're going to end this show today. Thanks again to Sean Guastamacchia for producing this program. Also, thank you to my co-host, Joe Pizapia. You can catch us tomorrow, same time, same place, noon Eastern, right here on FNTSY and also on Sports Grid on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Coming up in about five minutes from now, it's time for a little full-time fantasy as Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto get you set for the rest of the day. Hope you guys enjoy Monday Night Football and all of the baseball games today. We'll recap it tomorrow at noon. For Joe, I'm Craig. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.